We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends. Welcome to Pod Mavericks Group Therapy. I'm Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief over at MavsMoneyBall.com. Thank you for choosing to join me on your Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening if you are one of our European callers. Guys, i got to be honest, I, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do or host a group therapy, but the thing about therapy is you don't get any better unless you put in the work. So we're going to put in the work. We're going to talk about this game. We're going to talk about what it means. The Mavericks are now three games under 500. It's been well over an hour, and the Mavericks still, uh, Jason Kidd still hasn't spoken post-game. Seems things have hit, uh, you know, we keep saying that the Mavericks hit rock bottom, and the, the thing about rock bottom is you can bust through it with a jackhammer, and the Mavericks have found that. Uh, all right, guys, let's uh, let's talk it out. Coming up first, um, we're going to go, and remember, I'm going to go with guys whose names I don't see in here as often first. I appreciate all of my regulars, though. We're going to get to everybody today because it's daytime. Danny, welcome back. It's been a while. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hi, Kate. How are you doing? Uh, struggling. That was, uh, that was as sad a loss as I've felt. Yeah, it was. Definitely it was. But, you know, uh, for me, uh, the scarier part of, after this loss is that I don't, see a, uh, I, I don't see a clear future for the Mavericks. Uh, the bad part of the Kyrie trade is that we are now in Kyrie's hands. So uh, if he resigns, well, then okay, you can try and work out what you didn't work out uh, last offseason. Hopefully we don't get another Javel McGee contract again. But uh, if he doesn't resign, oof, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know. So, so that's, that's what's going for me. So I, I have an odd – I'm not a positive guy. You guys know this. But I just think that the marriage of convenience for the Mavericks and Kyrie in the short term makes too much sense to not worry about it. Kyrie's not going to get a lot – like. Mark Stein wrote about this, that like the market for Kyrie is tepid at best. And I think that, that the Mavericks, you know, they made an asset play for him. They sent out guys that worked only to get him back. So it's, they're invested in him. 
So I feel okay about Kyrie. Now I felt good about Brunson. So what does that tell you? Um, but you're right. Like this is, this is a very uncomfortable situation because when you peak like the Mavericks did last year, the expectations remain high. And to take a step back like they have, like this is, is, it is simply inexcusable no matter how you slice it. Oh, yeah, definitely. But um, regarding what you said, um, the Mavs are o- obliged to offer Kyrie the max. They are going to offer him the max. They're as scared as me to lose him. So they will offer him the max. And he just, if Kyrie wants to accept it. But, you know, yeah, uh, the season, over the season, there was so much indicators that this team wasn't good. Uh, there are too many bad losses and too many awful wins, too, you know. But at this point, it's just praying for a top 10 pick and or, or at least the Kyrie resigns and, you know, maybe next season they take things more seriously and we can enjoy it more. So that's all I got. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for kicking us off, too. Appreciate you coming up. Okay. Let's go next to Armand. Armand, I've not seen you in here in a while. What's going on? Yeah, just been very busy, but I had to come on for this one. I'm glad So I'm just going to bring up the tanking aspect because it, it just makes the most sense. I mean, you're down three games below 500, 11th seed. Does, even if you make the playoffs, what are we going to do? We're not going to go far. Either we get bounced out of the play-in or – we lose in the first round. Like it's just, I was I was looking at some things. So right now we would be getting the eleventh pick, and that would obviously go to New York because it's a top ten protected. But right above us is Chicago. Chicago's still in playoff contention. They are up by fifteen something right now against the Lakers. So they would go up to going. They would be thirty six and thirty eight, and we're thirty six and thirty nine. So we would fall down to the tenth spot and. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if we do have the tenth worst record in the league, we still get our top ten protected pick. I... Yeah, yes, um, but at that point, you're resting on the lottery gods to not hurt you. And the, for those who are un, unaware of this, um, the Dallas Mavericks, when the lottery was instituted, the Dallas Mavericks have only fallen or stayed where they were supposed to have been every time they've been in the lottery. Um, the Shaquille O'Neal lottery was the big one where the, at that point, at that point, I don't know, the lottery wasn't weighted and the magic getting it two years in a row is what pushed the lottery to being a more weighted situation. Uh, the, the NBA has been sort of reversed course on that just to kind of prevent tanking. So I, I, to me, they have to, if, if they commit to this course and I, just to be clear where I stand, they should. But it's important for all of us to remember that, number one, players don't tank. They don't care. Number two, I don't think what the Mavericks would be doing is tanking because they just suck. <laughs> yeah, no, you do got a point. Um, but it just it makes sense because think about it. We play tomorrow. It's a back-to-back. Luka's not going to be there. He's going to be suspended a game. I don't know if they're going to take by the tech or not, but I doubt they will. Um you can rest Kyrie because it's a back-to-back. He's clearly not 100% either. So that's a loss tomorrow against the Pacers. And then Wednesday, you bring both of them back um, against the 76ers because it's a nationally televised game. Um, definitely not winning that one. Um, de- drop down to 36-41. and 41. I, be- I believe at that point, your playoff ch- chances are completely done and you can just shut down Luka and Kyrie. Yeah. 
right, that would be something. And I've been talking about this with some of our Slovenian fans in my Twitter DMs. And my sort of long-term take on it is Luca hasn't had a real offseason since between his uh, uh, freshman, his rookie and second year. Um, I I don't believe World Cup stuff really – like the games, I don't think, start until August – which would mean that he would have the second half of he would have April, May, June, and probably April, May, June, three months to really rest, rebuild his body, and and get into a different headspace because he has played a remarkable amount of basketball definitely. going back to the start of the 2019-20 season. No, for sure, he definitely deserves the rest, and it just it makes the most sense. I mean, especially I was thinking like. Let's say you do get that top 10 pick, even if it remains the 10th pick. There's still a lot you can do with that. Um, you can draft a guy. You can trade it for more assets. I mean, uh-uh. but just, just having that first-round pick can do a lot for you this offseason. And, and for me, I desperately want – like, I love the draft. I love the draft. It is – like free agency turns me into a fucking crazy person because we all have such unreasonable expectations and we never get what we want, like ever. Mm-hmm. But the draft, every now and again with the draft, something pans in a way that it's just fun. Like that's why look how hyped we are about Jaden Hardy. You mm-hmm. know? Like having something to root for and become lunatics about in a way that's not harmful. You know, where it's like, oh, are we going to go get this guy? Oh, the Mavs can't sign him. The Mavs screwed up again. Like, with the draft, you can go select somebody. And okay. and it can be your team. Like, it's the one bit of um, agency that a team can have. So. Yeah, no, I just – it makes the most sense. I hope the front office is aware of this, too, because, I mean, ain't no way we're winning the next two games. We're going to drop to 36 and 41. Playoff chances are done by then. I don't know mathematically if we're going to be eliminated or not, but shut, shut Luca and Kyrie for the rest of the season. Kyrie's clearly not 100%, so it just makes sense. On top of that, Luca isn't either, I believe. So let them get their rest. Season's over. There's not really much where you can go. So I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm all in for thinking. Well, you got anything else for us, friend? I believe that's it. I mean, uh, hopefully I'll hop on for – the next few games, if I'm not able to, um, it was a fun season, I guess. <laughs> it was certainly something. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got some other folks in here. Um, let's go with Max. Welcome to the show, Max. How are you? Give Max a second to find the unmute button. If you're in the chat, you want to pull back out to the main page, and the mute button and the speaker request button are right near each other on the bottom. There we go. Max, great audio. All right, Max, uh, come back up if you want to. Um, Let's go to Mr. Gomez. Welcome to the show. Hopefully you're going to be able to find the unmute button there. Welcome. Thank you. Three. (laughs) Hi, what's up? Welcome to the show. Man, thanks. Uh, I'm so done with this team. (laughs) But it's nice to not have to hope anymore. <laughs> it's nice that hope is dead. I I kind of I agree. Yes. Just pack it in. Losses don't need to be as heartbreaking anymore. It's gonna be awesome. Watch Hardy and Green develop, and get some hopium for 
the draft. I, that's right. Like let's let's throw out Josh Green and Hardy and let them play thirty five minutes a game and just see what happens. If they win those games, I'm not going to be mad because then we're seeing something from guys who we need to contribute. Yes, and also if we lose, then we're also not going to be mad because still they're developing and getting some playing time, and we're not supposed to win either way. So it's going to be nice. Pack it in for this year and. Better luck next time next year because we're not going to do anything in the playoffs anyway. So, yes. Yeah. I tend to agree with that. You got anything else for us? No. Thank you, man. Of course. And thanks for providing the space for us to vent. Absolutely. I'm, great. I'm really glad you guys joined. We'll talk soon. Um, let's see here. A couple other names I don't recognize as much, but I invited my buddy Jason in. So we're going to let uh, Jason Cook. What's up, guy? Hey, what's up? You know, it's funny because I don't know if I have a lot to cook with. Um, it's like, um, you know, it's 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 digging and being like, I wonder how much worse it could get. And I I feel I, I think a few games ago is when I hit the bottom. Mm. And so and now it's in like as a fan, it's just in like shake your head and kind of chuckle and be like, of course, kind of mode, you know, like, I don't know. You sent me the link. What are you feeling, buddy? I don't know. I I where <laughs> I'm really at is I'm I'm fearful of the edge of the abyss because right. Somebody said to me recently that the Mavericks have so many problems that somebody like Dirk and then Luca papered over for years and years that if you get to a point to where you have to make yeah. big changes. What are the big changes to make? Do you fire kid? If you fire kid, who do you bring in? Somebody I really respect uh, told me recently that you don't fire your head coach unless you know who your next one is going to be. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the same thing with the, you know, it's like, I know that a lot of people want us to pack it in for the season. And uh, I was texting, texting with some, some knowledgeable friends in the league. And it's like, well, what if, do you trust like do you trust this team to 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 do a proper tank i i don't know i don't know like i don't know if i do and so it's a very strange peculiar situation you know yeah yeah um yeah i mean i think the only sort of new revelatory things that have happened um and for any fans listening first off you deserve a lot of credit for providing this space because It's 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 good. It's a part of the fandom experience. And I've been kind of going through an interesting I turned full Kirk serious face a, a few days ago. It feels great, by the way. I, I, I see why you do it. Mm. Um, but it's but, you know, it's like I, the amount of fans that have come at me to be like, I'm a bad fan. Um, we are not bad fans for being in here and expecting better from our team. And this is not a novel or a new concept for fans to be. Uh, upset with a lot of the decisions that were made, you know, whatever that is to you, whatever. But it's like um, this team, we are the, we are the, we are the shareholders. Okay. And mm -hmm. it is okay for us to voice that we are unhappy with things. It is okay for us to object authority or the hell that shirt said. I, I don't even remember. I can't. Well, shout out to Cuban for, for wearing question, a question authority shirt um, because it just yeah. provides me with so many jokes. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like it's 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 exactly. Um, it, there was something ironic about the the 
the sort of front office that complains most about its fans, possibly <laughs> of, well, of like, any that that has question, like, said about objecting authority. It's like, look, I just, just I have a real simple idea. Commit the resources that you use to marketing into media relations into getting the message out to that the Mavs are that everything is fine, that everything is going to according to plan, which is basically what we've heard every offseason since 2012. Put those resources towards being a fucking better basketball team and see what happens. Well, that's exactly right. It was it was it you that told me this? I don't remember, but basically that the Mavs are always a few years uh, behind. It Everybody. was not my take. Mike Pellucci, a D- editor over at uh, the D Magazine, right. told me that, and I love it. Yeah. I think it's a great take. I, I really do love it, and that's really stayed with me for a while because I the hiring of Nico. Like, I, like obviously, I don't know Nico, and, and and it's really hard to judge him. Still, I know that sounds like crazy, but like. This, the, what he is and, and it, about Kyrie, about Nico and like who these people are as players and as businessmen or whatever is, it's actually hard to even judge them because the decisions to hire them are what to me, uh. Nico was hired because he was a Nike exec, uh-huh. meaning that your priority is to actually go after free agency, uh, free agents. It's your priority is to attract big names via somebody who's been doing that basically his whole life with Nike. And it's like, I get that, but also look around the league and just, and just uh, look at the teams that are thriving in the way that they were built. It very few of them were like big free agent. Moves. Not everybody, but like, like that's, what's been baffling about this. The draft is what the best teams have built through. Ex- yeah. At least they built their culture through the draft. And then you bring in like, I think the best free agent signing or trade that's happened in the last like four years was probably Drew Holiday to the Bucks. Like it's little things like that that really make these um, organizations thrive and everything like that. And that mindset of we're going to get a Nike exec to do all of this, that to me is just showing that you're stuck in 2012. You're stuck in LeBron uh, decision mode. And I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because DeAndre and uh, and Darren Williams and all these people said no. And there's like a, a monkey on your back kind of thing. Like, I no. don't know what it is, but he it, it, there seems to be some sort of like we're living in the past, man. This it, we have to start building these teams. And um, that, you know, that that's that's why I think throwing away continuity. Hopefully this season is a cautionary tale to say, hey, you know, l- like maybe we would rather have guys that know the system, know the offense, know kids defensive schemes maybe we would rather have that for the time being you know what i mean yeah uh because injuries are going to happen and you're going to need guys there that can that can roll so anyways i just i just am um this is a staggering sort of like situation where i don't even know how to untangle it well it makes me really sad it just it makes me very sad that every single thing i have worried about since 2019 when they fucked up the opening of, of free agency has has yeah. more or less come to pass. And earnestly, Kid is not really high on the priority list of problems. Unfortunately, no. he's... No, that's what I said the other night. Yeah, it, it's not a kid it, thing right now. It is. I mean, it, it might is, be, because it seems like he doesn't... It seems like he's lost the It's team. not a kid. Yeah, but, it, but it's such a sure. low... Like you said, it's a low priority because it's an organ... It's, 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 just an, it's just a hard 
um, it really starts with the roster and it really starts with the culture and it really starts with that stuff really, really matters. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I, I, I said, I, I, okay, I'm going to really try not to say the J word anymore, Jalen Brunson, but I, the, the amount on which he brought steadiness to this team cannot be overstated. Like no. the on-court stuff, amazing, whatever. But I mean, there was a hierarchy. There were, there were, there were, there was a, he was a culture guy. Like, and those things are, those people are rare in the NBA. The more we spend, like I spend time doing this podcast, the more it's like very, very clear that culture guys but are the very The season's too long. I've been talking about that all day today because I made a bit of a misstatement yeah. talking about, you know, uh, there was a weird quote about one of Lucas' former coaches uh, when he was uh, at Real Madrid that was like, the translation was a bit funny of something he said. And I made kind of an offhand comment about, you know, like makes me wonder if like this, you know, this sort of stuff is why Luca doesn't really listen to coaches at this point. But the real thing is like when you play a hundred basketball games, which is basically what you do from October 1st until June, you you think about how you're you're around those people all the time. You have to like one another. It's a marriage. You're married to like 20 people. Like you're literally married. They're your family. And, you only have yeah, so many bullets in the chamber to be able to make a difference before somebody stops listening to you. I mean, I run into this as editor of a website of like half-assed volunteers where it's like the last 20, the last 20, <laughs> well, I mean, some of us are paid, but it's like lightly compensated is my point where it's like, like, how do I motivate yeah, anyone yeah, to write yeah. if I don't want to write? Like, I'm tired of this too. You know, I'm sure kids tired. And so it's like, I feel for the whole situation. It's very, it's, right. it's a very frustrating thing to be a part of, but yeah. Well, anyways, I appreciate you, uh, what you're doing. I'll be in here in the, in the, in, in the coming days just to see just how low we can go. And for everyone in the chat, man, just remember nobody died. Yep. Nobody died. Okay. It's true. Nobody's died dead yet. Okay. All right, Jason. Thanks so much. Yep. Wow. Good Lord. I stopped paying attention for a second. We're going to go. So, all right, I'm going to get to everybody. And there are now like 15 people waiting. So let's, let's go. Coming up next is Joel. I don't know if Joel's joined us before. So Joel, welcome to the show. How are you? If you're in the chat, pull out to the, um, like hit the back button in the top left and the unmute button will be on the bottom next to speaker requests. All right. Got you. Awesome. Well, first of all, uh, I used to be on Twitter and I kind of didn't like you. <laughs> I don't like but, that. God, uh, my, I'm awful on Twitter. <laughs> but since you started doing these chats and the podcasts and everything, uh, I've grown to love your commentary. I love the whole team that you guys have writing. I read too many basketball articles. And uh, you guys bring me hope and Pull me off the ledge quite frequently, and I really appreciate it. Well, I'm really that's very kind of you to say, Joel. I really appreciate that. So, so what are we thinking today on a day where I feel like I'm on the ledge? Well, uh, I think there's so many problems with this team, but I think one of the biggest things is the refusal to go young. Um, you know, they got Luca, and and everybody said the the timeline was. Uh, accelerated and it was like we have to get these vets 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 get get more vets mm-hmm. and, that, and now everybody on the team that plays is like over 30 and they are showing the age like so drastically and i was saying back in january 
start hardy and green and just roll with it. Let them play. Let them grow with Luca. You know, and the, the whole vets thing, it's like they refused to give Brunson a $55 million deal when he was clearly worth it at the end of the last season. It's like he just signed the guy. And instead, now they're given – they just signed Maxi to another – Ten plus million dollar a year deal. God, I forgot they extended Maxi. Shit. Yeah, so it's like all these old guys are like, yeah, you're cool, you're old, you're you're with us, and it's like, oh, give them another deal. They're probably going to extend Bullock if they don't trade him. It's like, no, stop, st- just stop. They they need to get rid of all these old guys. Anybody on the team that's over thirty should be coming to play with Luca, signing on a minimum deal. Saying I want a ring chase, let's go get Luca with his group of guys under twenty five that are about to go in their primes, instead of like surrounding Luca with these like older brother slash father figures. Mm. Now with Kyrie, sign him or sign and trade him or whatever. It is what it is. He's a great player, uh, but they got to get off these old dudes. I mean, especially old dudes making 10, 12, 14 million a year. It's just ridiculous. The league has passed them by. There's hundreds, there's at least a hundred good players under 25 and they're available. They're moving in trades. They're getting signed in free agency. There's a center not playing right now. That's 25 released from uh, Chicago who backed up Joel Embiid and did a good job. I forget his name, but they just flat out cut him. And he's at home eating popcorn, watching the league. And he's better than what we have as a center. And they're just not releasing the guy. I don't, I don't know. It's just so frustrating that they're stuck on this old man mentality. You know, I do. I, I understand because my, my frustration has been watching some of the true contenders in the league. Your your Milwaukee Bucks are are probably the highlight example for me. Denver, to an extent, uh, is good at this. The margins of your, you know, and I think about this in relation to running the Mavs Moneyball website and doing the podcast that we do. It's any business, the margins matter over a long enough timeline. And and the Mavericks have just not cared about the Absolutely. margins. They haven't, you know, they, they signed 2016, 15 ish where they got like Dorian and Maxi and those guys as youths that's caring about the margins in hitting seven years later. I don't feel like we're there. I feel like we have all these really ridiculous contracts they've signed and guys they brought in. Like it's not his fault, but Theo Penson is just emblematic of the problem for me where it's like, yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a vibes merchant for a team a that's po- under five hundred. What a pointless position! It's like it's 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 like it's like being the you know it, I'm trying to think of like a decent comp yeah. where it's like you know somebody responsible for HR of like a like a like a prison where it's like hey we're responsible for everybody's uh, you know well being and happiness but hey the job sucks so what's it's just it's, it's really frustrating to watch and. I, I've been whining about it for years, and I was probably wrong a fair amount of time. But at a certain point, I feel like like this is the year where the margins have caught up with them at all the worst ways. I mean, 
the Mavericks have not won many games since the new year. Like, they've just slowed, they've been drowning in six inches of water. Yeah, 100%. And uh, as far as, you know, you've, you've brought up many times that the season's too long. Uh, I know Luca loves playing uh, ball for Slovenia in the offseason, but somebody needs to tell him that, you know, you need to work on you. And I mean, that's going to be a hard conversation. And I don't know if it'll work. I don't think it will because he's so, like it's so important to his identity the same way it was to Dirk in a way that I don't think we really appreciated until later um, because our country is just so good at basketball. But if you're if he's going to do this, that's why I think like shutting him down now makes sense. Like, like just we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like let's let him let 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 him do the thing that's extremely important to him. I mean, he yeah. has said that winning like a gold medal in the Olympics is more important to him than winning a. Not a gold medal, but a medal in the Olympics is would rank higher than winning an NBA championship. I okay, I re, I respect that. So let's work with him within the framework to help him do what he wants and give him the best opportunity to do those things, while also giving him the best opportunity to to win an NBA championship. And I just I you know I, I'm a, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan for football, and I feel I'm really blessed there getting to watch Mahomes. And watching the, the Mavericks screw up the equivalent of having a superstar quarterback on a rookie contract is just – it's killing me. It's killing me. It, it really is pretty terrible. Um, they – you know, the Chris Stapps uh, trade, I liked it at the time. Uh, but, you, you know, that one screwed up. And now they've done it with Kyrie again. I mean, that's a – they got a deal on Kyrie – Hopefully he sticks around or we were able to sign and trade him, but they got to get younger. They got to offload some of these contracts and get yep. rid of they, they have, they only have what, four years now before Luke is like able to just walk to walk. Yeah. Let alone, like, I think it's like next, I think it's not 23, 24, but 24, 25 where he could really make noise. I mean, realistically, Never mind. I don't want to go down this dark of a path. <laughs> Joel, thank you. Thank you for hanging out. You got anything else for us? No, not really. I'll just listen to the rest of it. And I am one of those guys that listens to the end. So I appreciate you calling us out. Uh, listening to the very end of the recording. Well, it makes me uh, happy because it's like, I know I get to like halfway through the low post or something like that. And I'll just, okay, this doesn't interest me anymore. And I'll skip ahead. But like the people who really do listen, you know, that's, that's, that's my favorite. So I'm really glad you're uh, really glad. Grateful that you're a listener, Joel. Well, thank you guys very much. And y'all have a great weekend. Talk soon. Let's go with Max. Try We're going to try Max again. He said he didn't mean to come up before, but I'm guessing he did now. Kirk, you there? I am. Welcome back. Hey, sorry about that earlier. I just, but I did provide you with a pretty good metaphor for how this season has gone with my grain. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't apologize. Yes. Yeah, so what do you got for us today? Well, you know, I'll, I'll kind of keep it short. But again, this all starts and stops with someone who takes zero accountability, and that's Mark Cuban. And has from the very beginning a guy that learns no lessons because he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, mm. and it is. I mean. He hit lightning in a bottle in 2011, and then all the lessons he could have learned from that team, he thought he was too smart, so he deconstructed the whole thing because he was 
chasing a shiny object. And that has basically continued ever since. You have a repeat of mistake after mistake. He has one great draft in 20 years and loses half that draft because they sign a bad contract. Players able to get out of it early. And then we don't want to spend the money on said players. So you have a coach that's, you have an owner who's not accountable. You hire a notoriously unaccountable coach. And now we're dealing with a superstar. It's, it's always everyone else's fault mm. or everyone that's important with this organization. You know, Cuban always blames the refs. Kid, it's the players he's just watching. Luca flips out every single time things aren't going exactly his way. And they, I mean, he's younger. I'm going to give him a lot more leeway. He is an incredible player, but it's, you know, this is probably the most disappointing sports team I've ever watched. And I'm an Aggie. <laughs> I'm a Cowboy fan. Like this is, and this, I think this team really takes the cake of the most disappointing, frustrating team I have ever, ever felt. Man, that's quite the indictment being both an Aggie and a Cowboy fan. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I have been through pain. I have been through sorrow. And, man, these Mavericks really just find new ways. It, and it's a really crazy team this year. I'd like to hear you talk a little bit more about this, that play any games that are, don't come down to the last minute. You can play the 76ers, and they're going to have they're going to play up to their opponent, and it's going to come down to the last minute. It's either great or it's going to be bad. But it's the same thing that you can be playing San Antonio down three starters, Charlotte down four starters. Name your bad team down two or three starters, and it is going to be a 20-point lead for one of the teams at some point in the game, and then all comes down to the last Right about that. I just looked this up. So this hasn't this doesn't account for today's game. So I'm in, I'm going to include today's game in the record. The Dallas Mavericks have played 50 yeah. clutch games this year. Clutch game is is <laughs> a clutch game for anybody who has forgotten is a game within five points within five minutes left of the game. Yeah. So you see why this is more frustrating than my Aggies. We just get the hell kicked out of this. And so this what you have. It's the heart attack of every single game. Years off of all of our lives. Oh yeah, it's the it's the the um, the Ronin gif from Endgame where he's saying, <laughs> "Don't give me hope." Right. Yeah. Every single time they bring you back in and just yeah, it ends yeah. Up the same way it ends up tonight, and you know a lot of it goes back to the way they built the team, and for, and this is why it's so frustrating to not get more run players like Hardy and Green who can actually do something besides catch and shoot because they created an entire team of non-basketball players, the players that play a single role. And so it all comes down to three-point barriers. And when you're not hitting, they don't have an offense besides ISO. Right. They don't have a way to manufacture buckets. You know, when Golden State, who everyone thinks of as the, you know, the three-point shooting team, they have an offense that manufactures layups. And so when yep. they're not hitting – they can go Draymond in the high post. They have cutters, and they're hitting, light, they're hitting you back door and getting layups. Whereas the Mavericks, it's, if Luka and Kyrie can't get to the rim, it's hope to hit three. Wee! <laughs> well, thanks so much, Max. You got anything else? No, no, I'll, I'll let you get on. I said I was going to be short, and then I took Oh, that's fine, time. man. That's what therapy's for. You talk out your problems. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Talk soon. Thank you. Have a Okay, now we're going to bring on my man Rolo. Oh, nope, clicked the wrong button. Grayson, you're first, then Rolo. What's up? 
Grayson, how you doing? Hey, hey, I'm I'm all right. All things considered, hope is hope is gone now, so I don't really feel anything. I'm just in like the acceptance stage of grief. Like, right. And it's kind of funny sometimes actually watching them, like because they're so predictable that it's just like, oh, I've seen this before, and you kind of crack a smirk sometimes. Like I'm kind of at that phase. But also, like, the Longhorns are, you know, about to play in the Elite Eight, which is helping me a lot. Hey! Uh, that's fun. Yeah. Welcome. Anyway, uh, I'll make it quick because I want to watch that game. Um, where are you at on the Luca, um, the Luca asking out DEFCON? I think I'm at, like, DEFCON 2 at this point. I'm still like, pretty – I'm, I'm still kind of calm about it because, number one, no European superstar has ever asked out. So we got that going for us. Um, basically, no non-American superstar That's has nice. ever asked out is, is a better way to phrase that. Um, granted, the list of non-American superstars is not particularly like there's not a massive number of them. But I think one of the things that makes Luca Luca is his commitment and loyalty. Uh, but if the Mavericks continue to fail, I don't think any of us would blame him. So. I just think that they have put themselves in a position where it could get really bad mm-hmm. really quickly. Um, and I think you mean like hilarious. right now, how are three games under 500 with no hope? Yeah, no, I mean, they've already done that. But I'm saying like, think about, you know, the off season. Like, I just think it's hilarious that their biggest asset is now entering unrestricted free agency, which like they are so historically bad in. Like, it's <laughs> uh, God, it's um, it, there's some kind of poetic justice to it, I think. Um, but I don't know. It's just maybe maybe they'll re-sign Kyrie or pull off some kind of a sign and trade and we'll be okay and they'll sink into the lottery. But like you just said, they've never dropped in the lottery ever. <laughs> so it's like okay. Uh it's it's rough right now. It's rough right now. It so is. I just, I'm just like like I said, acceptance stage, you know? I like just I'll just watch what happens now, you know. That's right. That's right. Uh, I just wanted to ask like where you were at on that. I'm starting to panic a little bit, but you know, if you're, if you're still feeling all right, and I do agree that Lucas seems like a loyal guy, um, you know, I'll think about that. I appreciate it. All right, man. Well, good luck to your Longhorns. Hope you have fun there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, I, I hope everyone else has like a good day too. It's it's bad times right now, guys. I know. Bye. And, and if you're an HBO fan, Succession is on tonight, so there's there's some good things to look forward to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got other things. It's okay. It's gonna be okay, guys. All right. Talk soon. Stay good. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna go Rolo now. Hey guys, how you doing, my friend? You guys don't know Rolo hosts a pregame space. On Twitter.com with my friend Jazz and Jose. Hey, what's up, Kirk? How you doing, man? I'm good. What you think? Uh, man, I had um, committed to hosting the 77 Spaces this uh, today, but I didn't realize that we had an early <laughs> game. I've done that before. <laughs> Uh, so I uh, I was at church. I was actually trying to to pray the bad juju away. It didn't seem to work. So uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm here. Um, you know, at, at this point, you know, like we mentioned in the <laughs> in the in the chat and stuff, uh, I, I just think I'm kind of I'm all right with however the season ends. I don't think the you know I think that a lot of people have already said it. The Mavs aren't really doing much in the playoffs anyway. If they were to make it, the play in or playoffs. 
Um, so I just think that it's just better to, you know, I, I just don't trust them. Like Jason said, and some other people said, I don't trust them to, to, to do the full tank, but at the same time, I just don't know which way you go from here. The, the question I had for you, man, to, and to be honest, and this has been on my mind for a long time. I just hadn't, hadn't shared it is do, do players and agents really, really mess with Cuban? And what I mean by that is, cause I mean, obviously Cuban is the one that's going to make the decision at, you know, at the end, I know that Nico's the, the general manager, but let's be honest, Cuban is the one that signs the checks. So I'm just curious about that because I know that there's been a lot of people that have, you know, thought, you know, um, good grace a long time ago with cer- certain players, but I feel like all of those players are already gone. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's just a, you know, cataclysmic uh, from the front office, you know, from the management, from everything that's happened behind the scenes and everything all, all the way down. It's just been bad, bad, bad. And I, I just don't see which way the Mavs pivot to now. And and do you really want the, the Mavs to sign Kyrie to, to that extension? Because, I mean, that really limits us. Otherwise, I mean, I think we're limited either way. But, you know, anyway, yeah. I'll jump off, man, and, and let you answer. I appreciate it. Sure. Sure. Um, the agent stuff is is impossible for me to know, but I do know part of why they brought in Kid and Nico was I think there was a bit of an acknowledgement that having white head coach, white general manager, white active owner, all of them in there, if not their 60s, close to it, was not really the way. It, it's, it's not dissimilar from college basketball where it's like you need to be able to relate to recruits. So there's there's that sort of element. I. I do think that, you know, the Mavericks signing uh, or, you know, drafting a, a clutch guy in Jaden Hardy is a step back in that direction. The Mavericks did not have a clutch client for a real long time. Um, I mean, money, money talks in most respects. I, I don't know, you know, I, I have my opinions on what I think, like, the reputation of the Mavericks are right now, and I don't think it's particularly good, but, you know, that can change. Um, as to the other question, you asked me one more thing, and what was it? And Rolo, I don't remember. I'm sorry, I'm brain dead. Um, all right, let's come up uh, a couple other folks. Henry, welcome, Henry. What's going on? Give Henry a second to find the unmute button there. Um, and in the meantime, uh, about the Kyrie signing, it was basically, I, I think the Mavericks have to do it because if you give up a 2029 pick and you don't resign him, that's just an utter waste of an asset. I don't care how far out it is. Um, Henry, if you cannot find the unmute button, if you're in the chat, you pull yourself out of the chat button in the top left corner and then the mute is on the bottom of the phone screen. So maybe give him a few more. There we go. Yes. Welcome. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. What's Okay, okay. I'm good. But these guys are a mess right now, you know. Yes. Mess is an understatement. But I think the problem is like everyone is blaming Kyrie for everything, you know, like like it's the only problem. It's not the only problem, you understand. I mean not us here. Like there was a couple of we- like there was a weird TMZ article yesterday that attributed Lucas quotes to Kyrie when it's like that doesn't he never said anything about Kyrie and Tim McMahon ESPN reporter also made a statement of his own. He's like, I've been around this team since the whole time. Like there's been nothing but praise for Kyrie. So it's, this is entirely like defense based. It's like the history, you know, it's like Kyrie's history, like Boston, Cleveland. Sure. And Brooklyn. So everyone is blaming him for everything. Like it doesn't make sense. Like Luca is, is bad defensively. Kyrie is bad defensively. 
all their defenders are older. They can't defend like Bullock. They can't defend anyone. I mean, team defense is atrocious. They can't guard. <laughs> That's like they don't. They they went away from their two big lineup today, and they were playing one big again, and they got killed in the paint. It, it at a certain point it really stops mattering if you can score at will if you can't if you just give it right back up and that's why they lost today. These guys they made Gordon Award and PJ Washington look like oh my god the, just the knifing into the lane <laughs> it was killing me because the Mavericks get up I want to say it was like ninety six to ninety five or something like that. Yes, for like and then seconds. the the Hornets just scored seven straight and the game was over and it's like come on. Just have, like do it, like have a little pride once, and they were just they just get diced. Like there's no defensive cohesion on this team, and that's a team thing because it's it's watching every single defender get beat by one dribble. It just drives me crazy. And everyone acts like Maxi Kleber is a savior. He can't do anything. He's not. He's not. He's just there. Yeah, it's awful. So, well, Henry, do you got anything else for us today? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. I'm good. But what do you think they should do this offseason? They have so many problems, I don't even know where to start. Because I think you have to lock down Kyrie. That would be if, – if they do that, well, if they get him under contract, I think that's at least you, – you can start from there and say, okay, how do we build around Luka and Kyrie? Um, I think you have to have a different defensive big. They have to have somebody. I don't know who and I don't know how. But getting killed on the boards this badly every game is driving me nuts. I think they are, I think they had like fifteen mm-hmm. offensive rebounds or something. That's crazy. right. So fixing that stuff, I don't know. They, I, I would really like to see a lot of the roster get moved out if they can figure it out. Like they, they can't come back. Wood is yeah. Up yeah, that stuff kills me. Uh, churn the roster, as Ryan says in the chat. Well, thank you, Henry, for hanging out. All right, hope you come back sometime. Talk soon. Let's go with now we're here uh, with with a lot of my my regulars. So we're going to we're going to fly through Oliver. You're calling in at a good time of of evening, I hope. Yes, it's only uh, 10 o'clock, so uh, not too bad, not too bad for myself. Welcome, welcome. Oh, I'm toxic, Kirk, but this was a good win for the team tank. But um it's going to be I've looked at and this is sad. I've looked at the Jazz and the Chicago schedule and they've got some tough games and the Jazz are in full tank mode as well. Like, Markinen, I don't know if he's played the last few games. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but they're probably going to sit him for the season. So that's... that's well, the, that's the Bulls are currently beating the hell out of the Lakers. I think that the Bulls still want to really... I, I think oh, the Bulls man. are going to make a playoff, like a, a play-in playoff push. Like, they, they are desperate because they don't have any picks. Like they're screwed either way. Yeah, yeah. Because the the I think theirs is top ten as well to the um, Magic. Um, I think that's top ten protected to yeah. Magic. So, like, well, they've got but they've got the you know Levine and uh, and DeRozan. So they've probably told them that their goal is to make the playoffs as well. But we need we need them to do some do some wins for me. They, they need to... Con- I mean, I don't think Kyrie will play tomorrow because I don't think he's well enough. He, he doesn't look fit, let's be honest. No, his foot hurts. He's, he's trying. His post-game quotes are like, I want to win, I want to play. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's trying, but he's, he's clearly not right. So I imagine they sit him tomorrow and obviously with Luca getting his uh, suspension, that's a, that's a nail, let's face yeah. it. 
um, Rick is always going to try and... Uh... The, the, the Pacers have been doing some magnificent tanking of their own. Yeah, but Rick and Rick, uh, he's he, we know what looks like he's stubborn, so he'll he'd sacrifice tanking to uh, to win to beat the Mavs. Let's face it. <laughs> we'll like, see. It's Rick. Is anytime you can get one of the former employees, he's uh, always down. Yeah. Um, but I think someone, you know, the overhaul of the roster. I think the problem is they don't have any assets to overhaul that roster. Like, no one's want. No one's going to want. Uh, to take on Bertans's multi-year deal, Tim Hardaway's, like, there's, there's no avenues, and that's why if 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 Kyrie walks, if if Wood walks, and they don't keep their pick, it's it's bleak. It's yeah. bleak. Um, but I uh, appreciate you, Kurt. Always listen on to the end. Uh, I was listening at about two a.m. last night. Uh, <laughs> the Hornets, uh, the Hornets and yeah, at Hornets lost, sorry. But um yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep going, but yeah, that's about Till the bitter say. end. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kurt, appreciate right. it. Talk soon. Let's go with my man Adrian. Hey Adrian. Hey Kurt, how are you doing? Oh my god, this is so so depressing. Who who would have thought at the beginning of the season that the maps wouldn't even make it to the plane? Like this is how bad it's been. Right. So so bad. Um I think it's time to to embrace the tank, shut it down for the season. Clearly Luca is not in a good spot right now, both physically and, and mentally. Um Kyrie also has some, you know, lingering injuries. So yeah, I would say, you know, embrace the tank, um, get that uh, top 10 pick locked in and uh, yeah, keep building for the for the future. What I wanted to to ask you, so assuming we do land a top 10 pick, uh, what kind of uh, player profile would you go after? Because we have so many holes in the team. Um, so clearly we need to prioritize something. Yeah. So what would you think that that should be? Well, the the challenge right now with like the NBA draft and you look at like projections and obviously things can can really change. When you look at the the guys that are on like the top 10, everyone is a a wing to a a guard with like the Wembenyana being a key exception and then this guy Jarris Walker out of out of Houston is is a power forward-ish type. Um, everyone else is wing guardy type guy. Uh, and me, what I want, I want best player available. I mean, I'm scrolling through and I look at guys and like, I have been, uh, I followed a kid, uh, this kid in Arkansas named Anthony Black. I followed him since he was a freshman in high school. Cause he went to my high school for most of his career. Um, and there's just guys like there's real so, I mean, Cam Whitmore out of Villanova, like there's some real dudes in this draft. And that's like the top three I'm, I'm obsessed with. Like Brandon Miller, little, he's a little older. So I wouldn't, he's going to be 21 by the time the year starts. And like, I love the Thompson twins. Like I love, see my problem, man, is I love the draft. I love the draft. I go insane over the draft and the Mavericks just haven't had picks. I mean, I spent the, the, the year before we got Luca going nuts over all the guys. Like I I could I was making arguments for every single player. I have tweets to where I wanted um who's the guy that got traded to uh the Nets that was a Phoenix uh wing. Uh what's wrong with me right now? 
Uh, no, Johnson? that's roster bridges. I loved Malcolm, uh, uh, Mikhail bridges to death. I just loved him as a player. I wanted the Mavericks to take him at five. Um, I, so it's tough for me because if we we're to actually get a pick, I would have a field day with this. Now, granted, I don't know shit. Uh, I've not paid attention to this draft at all outside of just following some of these guys for a long time because of a couple of dudes I play video games with that are like draft nuts. So that's, that's where my. Okay. And sure. just one one other thing, um, I think I think we need to be prepared for Luca to get a lot of criticism for from not only the media but other fan bases. 100%. Uh, you know, there's, there's going to be narratives about oh, Luca cannot even make it to the playoff and so on. So I don't know. Hopefully, this fuels him to you know get in shape and just be you know the best version of himself he can be. Yeah, because clearly. Uh, you know, we all love Luca, but I think we, but by now we're all aware of his uh, weaknesses. He's, so, I mean, he's he, entered the villain stage of his career to a, to a degree where he's been so highly uh, he's lauded and praised. And when the team has this happen, it's you're right. You're exactly right. There's going to be a lot of criticism. Well, thanks so much, Adrian. Appreciate you yeah, hanging out. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We're going to go next to my man, Tyron. Hey, Tyron, what's up? Hey, sorry about that, Kurt. What's going on? Welcome back. What you thinking? Sorry you had to wait so long. Oh, no, nah, it's fine. I'm glad we got some uh, some new blood in the chat this time. I like uh, it, too. I uh, <laughs> I personally just want to thank you for uh, what you do uh, every every time we win or lose a game. Because as, as a fan, I'm becoming... Uh, Did we lose you? There we are. Sorry. It, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. It's just it faded out for a minute. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying I've been getting really frustrated with uh, media uh, as of late, and I appreciate you for what you do because you're, like you say, you're the radio free uh, Mavericks. I, I really do appreciate that. <laughs> I'm uh, glad you're. I'm glad you appreciate it because my wife is sometimes like, "Why do you do this, you weirdo?" Uh, and I tell her, "We." Uh, yeah, well, you you, you you do it for people like like me, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for the rest of us in the chat room. So I, I appreciate it. Uh, but well, really, I mean, the, the way the season is going right now, it is what it is. I'm not even mad anymore. Uh, uh, we we saw this coming. I don't think we all saw it coming to this degree necessarily, but we 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 knew what it was. Let's be honest with ourselves. But uh, yes, what what's frustrating me is when I go on Google um, and type in, you know, the Dallas Mavericks trying to get catch up and on what's going on, you know, things that don't get discussed in the chat or whatever. When I start seeing stuff like this is all Kyrie Irving's fault. Hate it. I hate it. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's clearly from people that aren't even watching. And I, yeah. I am I am willing to criticize Kyrie, you know? I'm I'm very like that's something that I'm I, I have no problem doing. Um but this is nothing to do with him. Just nothing to do with him. Yeah, it, it frustrates me too because I mean these are the same people. Uh, I'm probably I don't care if I get backlash for this or not. This is the same group of people that were saying Jalen Brunson needs to go last season. <sighs> yeah. You know what I mean? This yeah. is the same group of people that were saying Dennis Smith Jr. Mind you, the guy who destroyed us two games in a row. Now, all he needs to go. Right. You know what I mean? At some point, is is you know stop. You know, take take the the rose colored glasses off and really look at the situation at hand here. We have a coaching problem, we have a front office problem, and we have a roster management problem. 
Yeah. And, that, and that's it. Like all, all the other stuff. And, you know, it, it, players have their own individual problems. I'm not going to go into that because, again, at this point in the season, it doesn't even matter. But uh, yeah, I, I just really, I get really irritated and frustrated with media. You know what I mean? Like we sure. still we have we have national media who still call Luca Doncic. Yeah, hate that. Hate that too. I want to hear your opinion, guy. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Um, at this point, I got my lawn chair sitting in front of the AAC uh, with a with a bottle of beer, just waiting for it to go up in flames. At this point, so we'll see what happens. Stay cool. tuned. Thanks so much for hanging out. Okay, then we're going to go to Sam. Sam, welcome to the show. Give Sam a minute. Sam might have fallen asleep. He's been with us from the start. Uh, well, Sam, come back when you're ready. Um, let's go with Ewan. What's up, my guy? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, good. You know, I could have, you know, went to the pool with the kids, but decided to stay up and watch the game, so... That was a bad choice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I went to, I went to my son's little league game and, and my wife's like, you don't have to come. He plays a ton of these games. I'm like, I'll be it's you know we'll be uh we'll be, you know, there's there's only so many of these kids sports games, so you gotta you gotta you gotta hang out with the kids though. It's it's Yeah, yeah, you gotta hang out with the kids. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, regular stuff, you know, just a lack of talent on our roster, you know, Powell started center. And it's like, with that issue, it's just like, okay, you play him a certain amount of minutes in the first quarter, you clearly see it's not working. You go to a completely different lineup for the rest of the game. That gives you a better shot. Why not start with that lineup every game? You know, so like, just the concept is, just, like I've said in the, in the last um, group therapy, is like, if you start with that lineup in a way, we're going to always be in a, defic- in a deficit to start the game. Those first six, six, seven minutes, you're always going to be sacrificing our team being a whole offensively. But, I mean, that's just a, you know, an all-season thing. The main thing I got from this game today was clearly we see that Lucas going through some stuff, whatever it may be. We don't know. And today was a game where I felt like from watching the video of his press conference last, you could see that he was, he was kind of like he was about to get Terry, you know, in the video. Yeah. So, like, today was a game I felt like you as t- teammates, you see that. You know what I'm saying? You see this player that's been putting him in, giving his heart and soul all year, dragging you guys, you know, 60-point triple-doubles, playing fourth, all third quarter, playing fourth quarter. And you see that he's going through stuff. You see that he's about to tear up, you know, talking about whatever it is. Right. And this will be a game where you guys go out and ball out for your guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, pick your guy up. Like, do your best you can to pick your guy up. That didn't happen. He still had to go out there and drop 40, 12. It's like, it's, it's just, it's just, it's crazy that the team that we have can't manage a Luka off night. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's bad roster construction. It really is to this point. Is is this bad? Yeah. Bad. Is <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's just, I was just hoping, you know, someone else show some fight. You know, like Louis in the second quarter, you saw him, you know, kind of go to that mode. Like, like this is what he's capable of. Like he could just flip a switch and he could just be dominant. Yes, but it's just it would be great if somehow our role players can give us what other team role players give them. You know, even if it's just for one minute. You know, like Thor, two back. You know, two three pointers in a row. What about light skin guys that came off the bench? two three-pointers in a row, like something to that aspect 
on a consistent basis, then we wouldn't be bad. Yeah, and that's what makes these road things different because, like, role players play better at home, and the Mavericks need these wins when they're starting a five-game road trip. So it's just like we're just not getting it. It's it's just not going to happen. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, I'm pretty sure Luka don't want to sit out, but, I mean, that that may be the best coach of action. But then, again, you look at it, it's like the team that's ahead of us that's in the playing, the Lakers, they lose. If we won this game, we'd have been ahead of them in the standings. We're back in the playing. This is so it's like we could still tank it in, but it's like it's still a possibility to still make the play. And so, so I was like, what do we want? What do we want as fans right now? What do we want? Well, thanks so much for hanging out. Thank you. I'm here tomorrow again. Let's do it. That's right. Early game, at least. Early game. So yeah. we'll be here early. Thanks so much, man. Talk soon. Okay. Let's go to Glenn. Glenn, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm I'm good, all things considered, man. Yeah, you know, uh, it's kind of how I feel about the game. <laughs> well, this is my first time on here uh, being a part. Of, I listen all the time, but uh, great job. I appreciate all that you do. Thanks so much, and I'm glad you decided to join us. We we need more joiners. Do you guys hear that, folks? Anyways, <laughs> what's going on? What are you thinking? Okay, so here, here's my idea. One, uh, I I'm definitely worried about this team's um, ability to evaluate talent because uh, we had, you know, I don't know how you feel about small guards, but you know, Jason Terry's a small guard. We, they, they have a role. They, they have a role. So when we don't pick up someone like Dennis Smith jr. And we desperately needed a ball handler and we go to his workout and we don't sign him. And, you know, we do things like signing Kimba Walker and burning him into the ground, having him pay 40 something minutes. It's one, we don't do well with evaluating talent. And then when we do evaluate talent, we don't know how to use it. So that, you know, I'm not going to beat the dead drum about fire kid, but right. you didn't, you didn't say it. I did. And I think it's kind of time to get rid of everyone trade everyone. I don't care if we get a second round draft pick trade Everyone well, we don't have second-round draft picks for the next seven years, so we could use a second-round draft pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's see some, someone who's willing to to take over that Tim Hardaway contract for a second rounder. I don't care if it's the last pick in the second round. Right. God. So you said something, and then it just fell out of my head. Oh, I know. A little bird told me that the Mavericks actually blew off the Dennis Smith Jr. workout and didn't actually go. <laughs> of course they did. Of course they did. Let's let's hire Kimball Walker, who has zero knees and and um, you know, and is and is older than forty five years old to play basketball. That sounds better. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Well, Glenn, you got anything else for us? No, man. That's it. I'll, I'll get off your line. Thanks so much, though. No, please come back. Thanks for hanging out. All right, let's go to my man Micah. Micah, sorry to make you wait so long. You there? Micah was there, then he went away. You, you got me, Kirk? There we go. What's going on? Oh, man. Um, well, I, I guess Team Tank is running victory laps. <laughs> I mean, is it like, I just keep saying, like, is it tanking if you just suck? Like, that's my thought. Like, we're not tanking. They're just bad. It's, yeah, it's, it's organic. And it's, um, it's for the same issues. It's, it's funny you can, you can really draw NFL, like, comparisons to where you look at pretty much you pretty much look at 
your running back and your tight end as what a center and a power forward are supposed to give you. And yeah, I also became a Chiefs fan because um, my sanity can only handle one bad ownership group. And I'm from East Texas, so I'm going to root from home. So that's just where I'm at. And But watching a lot of his games – Man, we are we are the Buffalo of the NBA. <laughs> it is so obvious because just like with what Buffalo has done with Josh Allen, they have just looked at it to, well, he can do running back things, so we can just get some bums at running back, and it's going to be okay. And now they are on, and because of that philosophy, they're on a real fast track to be the third best team in their division maybe even fourth and it's almost the same thing as as Portland it's like I thought disaster scenario would be Atlanta but it looks so much like Portland for the same reason because they never addressed their front court and all they've worried about doing is doubling down on talent backcourt. Right. That's what we're doing now. Even with our G League guys, we're not developing forwards. We're not developing centers. Both of our G League guys that we're we have on the bench are guards. So um this is what it's gonna be until they until they address that, this is what we're looking at. People can blame Lika people can blame Kyrie but at the end of the day, you can't ignore the fact that what got exposed in the w, in the Western Conference Finals series from last year, all 29 teams saw that. And that's how every single one of them is playing against you now. Everyone is just going to murder you in the paint and beat you on the glass. And they've seen that, and they figured that, the way to answer that was fucking Christian Wood and Jabelle fucking McGee. And we're wondering why we're in this situation now. Somebody make it make sense. It's very bad. That's the answer. Right. And it's just, um, we can sit around and be upset about the Jalen Brunson situation, but my main thing, I'm not as mad about him walking as I am realizing that the biggest need on this team was right freaking there. And they probably would have rather gave him up since he's given, they're, they're giving Mitchell Robinson like one to two field goal attempts a game. Yeah. If they're not going to use them, we sure could have used them. And they probably would have rather do that than, Salary dumping four guys and giving up draft capital to do so. Uh, isn't that great? <laughs> it, well, I mean, we always say team building is hard, but when you're consistently missing the layups that are right in your face, that's on you at the end of the day. I agree. But, I agree with that. So. We will be Portland, wow. and until they address until they address the fact that there is not one person that plays front court for this team that is getting consistent that's getting consistent minutes on a contender, 
then this is what we're looking at. Well, thanks for thanks for hanging out as always, Micah. You got anything else? No, that's pretty much it. I just um, I just think it's ridiculous that people consistently just say, "Oh, the duo is not working." It just shows that you don't know ball and you're not looking at every part of the concept of team that leads to winning. I agree. Well, thanks so much, Michael. We'll talk soon. All right. Talk soon. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. In the chat, I just posted the link to our uh, YouTube channel, which Josh and I are actually like, – we're going to start doing you know video shows and things like that. It'll still show up in your podcast feed if you like listening to stuff in audio only. But I've, I've kind of gotten indications that eventually Spotify Live will not be a thing. Um, and a lot of people like YouTube, so you're going to have to see my ugly mug. And we're going to be doing live shows on StreamYard, which you can participate and come up just like you do in these things. Uh, I will probably, you know, I'll be posting more information as we have it, um, as we're working on these things. It's a little, I don't really know what the hell I'm doing, but I also didn't know what the hell I was doing when I started this. So, you know, I'll stumble through it in the dark as we figure these things out together. Um, coming up next, let's try Sam again. Hey, Sam. Hey, what's going on? Sorry about earlier. I don't, my yeah, shit happens. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think everybody's pretty much said what needs to be said at this point, like, well, I was even though we're not even perfectly fine to tank, this this team's just not good enough. Um, some games you can't even really blame kid, but I just think as far as the the effort in these first quarters, it's unacceptable. I mean, yep. you can't go down thirty to twelve in a must win game. And uh, somebody said, t- was talking about Cuban earlier about the way he acts, and you know, and we got the free agents. You remember that time whenever they were playing the Thunder in the playoffs in twenty sixteen, and he said that Russ wasn't a superstar. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. And then KD clowned him like two days later. Yeah, it, it's shit like that. I mean, people don't forget that. Like, I'm pretty sure agents. Well, I don't know about agents, but players don't forget that. And just stuff like that goes around the league, the league, and it's just kind of it builds and it builds and it builds. And I feel bad for Luca because again, he had 30 last game. He had 40 today. He's obviously gone through some shit physically and mentally, and he still came out there and. Get him your ball down, try to do his best for the team to win. We just don't let the horses. Like, we just, Kyrie's hurt. I think I blame Kyrie because he's playing on one leg pretty much. When he was healthy, he saw him before he got hurt again by Dylan Brooks. Or I won't say by Dylan Brooks, but it happened. And yeah, it's just, it's been a shit show. A shit show and, um, like, one, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> Let's just let <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for hanging out, buddy. All right, have a good one. All right. A couple more people, and then I'm going to go. Carlos, what's up? Hey, Kirk, how's it going? Welcome back. What you thinking? Uh, I think that these last few games or last few weeks have really illustrated that the coaching staff and front office don't have a fundamental understanding of who Luka Doncic is as a player. It doesn't really make any sense where they played this exact same team two days ago and Josh Green and Reggie Bullock were unwilling and unable to get off shots, Mm. but they still started them. And then they realized, oh, Tim's back. Let's get him in there in the second half. It was just like, why can you not adjust from game to game? How is there no fundamental understanding that Luca needs shooters out there to shoot the ball? because he's 
one of the best passers and creators in the league. It just doesn't even add up. I don't, it's just frustrating, and it's frustrating that every guy, like people I mentioned, McKinley Wright and A.J. Lawson and people they bring in aren't people that fit around Luca. Luca's gravitational pull is so big that everybody has to orbit around him. And adding guys that don't fit specifically to Luca seems like a waste. I don't disagree. I sort of wonder what's happened with Josh Green these past two games. Like his willingness to shoot whenever Luca doesn't play goes all the way up. And then Luca does play and he's kind of eh, timid. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, he got up three shots last game. This game, he got up three shots, two of them begrudgingly, and then he got pulled for the whole fourth. It was just, it was a really strange going, but you can't. If you're a coaching staff, you just can't play a guy that is afraid to take the shots when they're there, and it really sunk them. It just feels like the coaching staff can't get a handle around the guys that are there, regardless of the fact that they're flawed. They won games earlier this season. They weren't this bad. No, they're they've just, gotten worse. Yeah. <laughs> These same guys like were playing at 500 or above 500, and now they're just – like seven games under 500 the last like three weeks. Like death by paper cut. It's really painful. Right. So I just, I just feel like there's no end in sight. And we, I just don't know how to <laughs> even think about them other than hoping they lose and we get lucky for the first time in franchise history. But right. That's, that's where I am now. Well, thank you, Thanks Carlos. For- Appreciate you coming on and thanks for waiting. All right, let's go to my man Nav, and then Brian's going to close us out. Nav, what's happening? Hey, um, I, I'm still mad at Jason Kidd. Sure. Um, I'm, you know, right, the job of the coach is X's and O's leadership, right, pulling the team together, and to maximize the roster, however shitty a roster you may think it is, to maximize it to its full potential. Yes. He has not done any of those things this year. And the Mavs should not have this record despite all of the roster flaws. And all the games that we were dropping at the early in the season where he just, we never, like every team had an identity, right? Every season, the Mavs never had an identity this year. And that starts with the coach, players starting and then coming off the bench not knowing the roles, playing, like, starting and playing 30 minutes one game, then not playing the next game. When, like, Jane Hardy being given the ball and told, hey, man, you're the man. Do everything for us. If you didn't do anything for us to this game, we would have nothing because Luca yep. and Kyrie are out. And then another game, it's like, oh, yeah, 10 minutes off the bench. That today. Um, that was today. Like, why did he play yeah. 10 minutes? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still mad at Jason Kidd because this, despite all of the flaws, uh, you know, that we've everybody else has already talked about, we should at least minimum have like five more wins. And if we had five more wins, it would not be this much doom and gloom. Couldn't agree more. Right. So I'm still mad at Jason Kidd. I'm not letting it go. And I don't think anything, I don't really have hope now for the future for the team, regardless of like roster stuff like that, you know, just if Jason Kidd is still here. Yeah. They're talking, they were talking about championships when Kyrie came. And yep. like, it's like, what do you, it's like, you guys have no idea what the hell you're doing. It's really frustrating. 
I'm still mad at Jason Kidd and I wanted to make that clear despite I know everybody's like, I can't even blame Jason Kidd now. No, I'm still blaming Jason Kidd. But if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for Jason fucking Kidd, we would not be in this current situation this season. We probably still wouldn't be title contenders. We probably wouldn't have gone to Western Conference Finals, any of that stuff. Yeah, I get it. And if that's your feeling, okay, fine. But it's not the roster. This season is because Jason Kidd did a terrible job. I feel that, man. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. Okay, Brian, and then we had two more joiners that want to talk. So we're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna go three more people, even though I think my wife might kill me. Um, what's going on? <laughs> exactly what I expected to go on is what's going on. on you really thought they were gonna lose this one? I didn't think they'd do two in a row. I quite literally in a Discord server two days ago said, "Yeah, they're gonna lose at the minimum one of these Hornets games. They might just drop both." Right. I didn't expect it to look like this, but. I was pretty sure they were going to lose at least one of these games because the Hornets play defense. The Hornets play hard. We don't do either of those things. So no matter how talented we are, you know, that's kind of the difference. I didn't expect it to happen with both Luka and Kyrie playing, but I mean, Kyrie didn't really play. So, you know. Yeah, he's not right right now. I feel bad for him. Stepped on his foot. Yeah. It was amazing up till that point and has stunk since then. I think there's a clear line of demarcation that a lot of people are. Uh, pretty conveniently ignoring. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, Kyrie Irving, you are you are a Dallas Maverick for at the very least the next season. Here's your five-year max. Take that. Sit down. Luka Doncic, you are assigned bed rest for the next like half month, a month, and then after that, we're sending you to like a tra- like a personal training camp. We're getting your fat ass in shape. I mean, I. I... We'll see what they do. I mean, I, I think he could use some rest. I really do. I, I, I'm, I'm worried insofar as that makes sense. So he, need, he needs the rest. He also needs to work on his habits in his personal life. Like sure. that even, like, it, it's, it really just seems like the food. See, I don't know about him smoking. Like, I've heard those rumors, but I, I don't know about that. And he wouldn't be the only NBA player I think no. that, that, so I wouldn't care about it. He really just needs to get his diet and his, like, training together. Yeah, because I know he's going to play again uh, when international play comes up this summer. I, I think it's like late in the summer, so I know he's going to do that. Until then, he needs to be working on his body. But Jaden Hardy, you're the starting point guard. Josh Green, you're the starting shooting guard. Uh, Josh Green uses time to get your shit together. Dwight Powell, Frank Nelkina, D.L. Pinson, Jason Kidd, Nihau. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Brian. Nihau. All right. Uh, Katie in the chat says he's going to be playing in Slovenia and y'all are going to be mad. He is, Katie, but I don't think they start anything um, for World Cup stuff. They probably won't start, like, training until July. So if the Mavericks miss the playoffs, that's, like, 100, maybe, like, 85, 90 days off. And I bet he hasn't had that many days off in forever. Um, Well, that's when the the games start in August, but I wonder when when, – End of August, so it's like training, that sort of thing. Anyhow, all right, let's go to my man Doe, and then Brandon is going to close us out. What's happening, Doe? Give him a minute to pull out of the chat. Talk to us here. Hey, Kurt. What's up? What's up? Hey, really appreciate you doing the podcast, and um, Mass Moneyball has been doing a great job with riding and stuff. But one mile. I predicted. Exit right. I predicted the situation. Go, go, go. Early in the year that, you know, 
these close games will be decided by the coaching, you know. I mean, what are we, 50 clutch games, and what is our winning percentage, you know. The, the NBA is so razor thin that coaching really decides so much. In half a mile. And Keep left. <laughs> I really don't, this is incredible don't think that Lucas loyalty should. Concept. We're getting your GPS. Yeah. We're getting your GPS. Oh wow, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's insane though. I mean, Lucas loyalty should be with the Mavericks first and foremost. I could really give a shit about him in Slovenia. I mean, we're paying him fifty million dollars a year for him to be a fat turd. And then we have a coach who can't make him accountable. I would have benched his ass and made a statement to shock the whole team. You know, if he's not producing the way he should be, you know, he's selectively wanting to play just offense and not being accountable, you know, and then bitching about the refs. You know, I, if I was kidding the coach, I would have made a statement benching his ass and then calling him out for the stupid shit things that he did. But, of course, we don't have any any kind of leadership that will do that, you know. Because really, what does kid have left to lose? Nothing. All right, my man. I appreciate you. All right, my man. I appreciate you. I'm getting feedback, too, so I'm going to mute. All right. Sorry about that. That is okay. He's clearly driving. Outstanding GPS. I do understand your frustration, but part of having Luca was on. Part of having Luca is understanding he's going to play for Team Slovenia, and we can't really do much about that. But I think that there's a lot that he can do. Uh, I think he'll, uh, you know, maybe the, this is a take your medicine year for the Mavericks and maybe it's a year for Luca where if he find, you know, if he, I think he does want to be one of the best, the, I think he wants to be the best player on earth. And so, you know, maybe this is the, the off season where he finally gets a little rest, a little rehab, get his body in a place where he's happy, goes and starts off the year with Slovenia in the world cup. They go win something. Then he bounces right into the Mavericks uh, regular season and we can win some games. Brandon, what's happening? Kirk, uh, you know, LeBron plays in the Drew League every year. I think the difference is LeBron produces uh, during the season. So um, I kind of wonder if the outcome is different, if, if people will feel different. But, you know, I understand people's frustration. But real quick, man, you, you were talking about earlier um, the draft picks of the Mavericks. And I was looking to see, you know, kind of their draft history. And um, it's crazy because out of all the draft picks since, since 1980, only notable people I can name off are Harper, Perkins, Tarpley, Jimmy Jackson, Jason Kidd. And this is first round. Jimmy Jackson, Jason Kidd, Josh Green, and Kelly Olenek. And these are people that that they didn't trade because, you know, granted they traded, you know, Mark Price and other people, Trey Young, so on and so forth. But these are people that actually, you know, stayed on and played on the Mavericks. But to date, the only one that's actually stayed with the Mavericks is Josh Green. You know, Harper left, Perkins left, Tarpley left. Jimmy Jackson left, Jason Kidd left, and obviously Kelly Olenek left. So if Josh Green's leave the same time around when Luca could leave, then, you know, that's just a track record of, of Dallas having, you know, uh, terrible luck with first-round picks. So um, that's crazy that you only got, you know, since 1980, you got seven notable picks, and out of those, nobody really – Harper came back and played a while after well, you know, well, Josh Green. Josh Howard stayed around for a while. Marquise Daniels was, uh, and, and Devin Harris were around for a little while. I mean, but I, I know what you mean. It's 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 a it's a lengthy history. It, it is a lengthy history of it. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's it's kind of it's kind of implication of kind of how those guys just. I don't know. It's just it's just an organization, you know, that people just don't stay around. I'm pretty sure that every team has that 
has that problem. But I just found it interesting. And, and one more thing, man. Williams, man, a seven-foot dude just cooked those guys. And, you know, it's just sad how you got a seven-foot dude that, that doesn't even play, hasn't probably played since, you know, probably played two minutes since the break. And he can't even get on the floor to, you know, fill up the space to stop right. him. I mean, Williams just kind of did what he wanted to do. So, I don't know. If I was if I was to start over to get a do-over, I would definitely try to put – a big on the side of Luca and or Kyrie, you know, because somebody has to fill that fill that space of anything and try to, you know, bring on some type of defensive presence. Well, thanks so much for joining us again and waiting for so long, Brandon. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, Kurt. Okay, guys, I got to go. I think my wife is mad at me. I've been doing this for two plus hours post game. So I'm going to go hang out with my family. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, all that good stuff. Josh and I will be back tomorrow night. Everybody be good and go Mavs.